We are loy. Not necessarily live, but no. we're recording now. <laughs> very nice, very nice. We it's got exciting. you in. You can talk on the beat. No one ever does. I mean, some people do. It's all up to you. What you gonna do? What you what you gonna do? Yeah, I, I could have followed that one up. Yeah. <sighs> yep, yep, yep. Finally cooling down though. I know. If we had this on Tuesday. Oh yeah, that would have been a bad it, day. Yeah, it would have been bad. And we don't have a fan in here because we got it inside now. But anyways, what is up? Welcome everybody to Cremantis Means Growth, episode six. Six, 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 six. Imaginary, imaginary soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, today here on Cremantis Means Growth, we have our special <clears throat> guest, and it is Joy. Hey, what up? So uh, just an intro about Cremantis Means Growth. So I'm Mikey, and with me as always, my co-host Donovan. Yo, how's it? And you are listening to Cremantis Means Growth. And Cremantis Means Growth is a podcast hosted by myself, Donovan, and my co-host, Mikey Messina. Guests share stories of their growth, whether it's professional, mental, physical, financial, etc. At the end of the day, it boils down to where you came from, where you are now, and where you're going. We're fascinated with the trials and tribulations that shaped where you are today, and maybe we can inspire or teach someone along the way. Hey, that rhymes. It's like the third time I said it, and I just realized it rhymes. Bars. It shouldn't even be about us. This is be. Uh, let me drop some bars real quick. Cremantis means growth. Hey. Yeah. What rhymes with growth? Word. I don't know. What rhymes with orange? No, it doesn't. All right. Go it's ahead. a little early, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have Joy here today. Hey, what up? Yo, 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 yo. Um, full name: Joy Erica Diwa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, let, let me throw out some accolades right now. So Joy is a teacher at Morse High School. She's a PH native. She's a partner at Fill the Void. Independent stylist at Stella and Dot. She's a fellow Eagles fan. Bird gang. Green. Blake Green. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. And she's an inspiring life coach. So uh, did we miss anything for your accolades here? Uh, yeah, no. do you want to add anything to that? I mean... I never ask anybody if they want to add anything. No, I think you're... Yeah. And I put... On point. I still added Fill the Void. We can touch on that. Or we're obviously going to touch on that later. But, you know? Yeah. You good. Cool. That's me. Yada die. So, uh, as always, we have a word of the day. And today's word of the day is chimerical. Pronounce chimerical. <laughs> <laughs> this is an adjective, and here's a definition. So, definition one is unreal, imaginary, visionary. So, here's an example of that. Uh, chimerical terrestrial paradise. It's the first example. Mm -hmm. Second one, it, the definition is wildly fanciful, highly unrealistic. And that example that they have there is a chimerical plan. So, throughout this podcast joy wherever you feel like you can throw this in you know you want to be uh, uh sneaky with it sneaky or with it. or anything yeah. we just try to make our way to how many times we can say it just seamlessly and um d why 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 are we doing word of the day so one of the reasons why i wanted to do a podcast was to kind of improve my conversational skills one and also improving my vocabulary so introducing a word of the day you know we bring it on we bring it early on so that a listener can pick it up and if they click out you know halfway through 10 minutes through like before they finish at least they you know they take away a word a new word of the day absolutely yeah all right speaking of uh -huh. i don't We're know if you got that but that was nice <laughs> <laughs> um so we'll get into it uh starting with the backstory where are you from joy I'm from Southeast. I like to claim that I'm from or made in Paradise Hills, born yes. and raised. Okay. Um, but I also know that like I live on the bridge between Paradise Hills and the National City. Um, so I lived most of my life in Paradise Hills with school and stuff. But I did a lot of things in National City, like extracurricular wise. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, yeah, Southeast. That's where it's at. Hey. Yo, S-E-S-D. Um, what was what was childhood like? Do you have siblings? Yeah. Um, so I'm a middle child. Hey. Um, hey. Even though they forget about us. I know. We're the, we're the most forgotten, right? I don't know. Is that, is that how it works? Yeah. But I have a theory about that. Okay. Let's and so, well, okay. So I have an older sister and a younger brother. But I feel like as a middle child, um, like your parents um, learn how to be like parents with your older like sibling. And then with your younger sibling, they just want to make sure that they're like catered to. And right. so the middle sort of just like. Coasts. Yeah. Cruises. You just coast and yeah. you don't you don't really get paid attention to not to say my parents didn't pay attention to me but i also kind of grew up knowing that my parents like had other things that they needed to do or they needed to focus on my sister and my brother so i didn't want to be like a bother i feel like that's the same with me too i feel like my parents knew that i was going to be all right yeah so they didn't really bother to either cater to me or like trial run with me because they had already done both or they are doing both so we turned out all right right I hope so. <laughs> I, I got, think I I'd got, like to think so. I got to ask Robbie about that. Yeah. <laughs> Get a second, third opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how was school? How was school? How'd you do? Did you do bad, bad, good? Did you not care? Um, it w- Like, I was good in school. Um, Like, I got good grades, but I guess I wasn't necessarily as engaged as I wish I was. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I wasn't really interested in the books we were reading or the things that people were talking about. Um, I used to ditch all the time, but I was smart about it. Um, not gonna oh, say, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna say how because I still work yeah, in the system. Yeah. Uh, but let's just say that the attendance system is a lot better now than it was before. Yeah, so we can't get away with the okay. stuff we used to. Yes, you definitely can't. But I was like smart about it. Like I would take pictures of me in class, and so when the attendants would call my mom and say like I was absent, and my mom would call me. I would text my mom pictures of me Ma, in, class. in class. Yeah. And like, Ma, I can't answer my phone. I'm in class, you know? And then she'd be like, send me a picture. And I'd be like, for real. And then I'd like text hey. her a picture. She's like, that's the same picture. I just, <laughs> no, Mexico. see, but no, you do it in different clothes. <laughs> yeah. And like my mom always, well, she didn't come home until after I went to school. So she had no idea what I was wearing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I had like IDK practice after. So oh, I wasn't man. in the same clothes anyways. So. Oh, you used, uh, yeah. you used IDK as a shield. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. basically. <laughs> well. So you had it all down then, huh? Yeah. I did. I was smart, just not in school. <laughs> so, so did did those habits? Not I wouldn't say habits, but did that outlook of school change when it came to college? Um, like, yes and no. I think it was one of those things where. Um, so I didn't expect to go to UCLA. I really just applied because one of my counselors told me to, and I didn't have to pay for it because I was a part of a program that paid for my- What? Yeah, yeah Upward Bound. It was amazing. They pay hey. for all your college applications if you stay with them for like the three years, like the summer program. What? Oh, yeah. about this. See, this is why people, you gotta do your research and like financial aid, any types of opportunities, even if you're, especially if you're from like low-income areas, yeah. low-income areas, you know, take advantage of, you know, what, what, what they offer because, you know, obviously me and Mikey had no idea yeah. of what any money, thing. any money, only knowing about it now, but yeah. I knew of like, you know, scholarships and, you know, grants, all that. So do your research people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can get you a long way. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, I applied and I got in and then I think once I went to orientation at UCLA and I. Um, like there was this thing where we had to write our AP classes and write down the scores that you got. And, you know, I, I took like three AP classes and I passed the one and I sat next you to this girl. One. And you took three. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in any. Diddly <laughs> squad. Yeah. Well, I sat next to this girl and she took like 10 and she passed oh. all of her classes. Gosh. And so I'm sitting here and like I already knew it was an like unlevel playing field. And so I knew that I had to work. But I think that's what I love about being in Southeast because you learn to adapt and you learn to find your resources mm-hmm. um, so that you actually can succeed. And so I love it. Cool. Hey, yo. Uh, where were we at? School. School. Mm-hmm. School, school. So was college always kind of in the stars for you or after after graduating high school, did you have any other plans? Um, yeah, basically. It was one of those things where my sister went to college and she basically set the role, like the path that I had to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I knew I didn't want to join the military, you know, which is what other people do sometimes <laughs> in Southeast. Yeah, we talk about that all the time here. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so it's one of those <laughs> things where I was like, all right, so it's either stay home, join the military, or try to go to college. And so it's the way. Basically, it's, it's the way. It's the way. You're like D A. It's the way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. So, um, touching on our biggie, biggie packing, <laughs> piggy, piggybacking <laughs> off of that, um, I did do a dive into your IG and found your UCLA grad proof. The stalker. Oh, uh, I gotta do my research. I mean, I? it's there for a reason, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and in that yeah. caption, you were excited to leave UCLA and you emphasized that you were excited to come back to San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever consider staying in LA for opportunity or anything else? I did, but it was also one of those things where um, my sister was like still working and paying off her loans. I racked up a whole bunch of loans at UCLA and then I was going to grad school. So I was gonna rack up like even more. Yeah. And then my brother was gonna graduate high school. So it was one of those things where I knew that my parents needed that like financial support or mm -hmm. they just needed me to be there as an extra body for like help. And so it, I think it's one of those things where if you're, if you know your family needs help, you're gonna go, you know? And yeah. so it wasn't one of those things where I could be selfish about it and be like, no, I'm gonna stay in LA, I'm gonna yeah. do me. Because like if your family needs help, you come back. They come first. Yeah, and I, I feel like the three of us can all resonate with that. Um, I feel like there are instances where we've had the calling, mm -hmm. and, and it obviously isn't said out loud, but it's something that we feel inside, and it's just like you know what, I got to step up, you know, take care of my family because you know, like like you said, I can be selfish. I can stay in LA. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of opportunity for me here, but. Let me bring, you know, let me let me help my parents yeah. out. Let me help my siblings out. So, yeah. And there's also that whole idea of like, you know, so I went to UCLA, which is one of those things where not everyone in Southeast gets that opportunity mm -hmm. to. And so I was learning all this stuff and it's it was just like, OK, I learned it. What am I going to do with it? You know, and so I wanted to come back and share that information with the people in the community, because what else was I going to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not fair to my community or like, you know, the people that I know or my students if I don't share that information because it would just stay in my brain. And I feel like very few people kind of have that mentality where it's like, OK, I have all this new information. Now I have to pass it on. Yeah. You know, like some people, they, they'll, they'll retain information and then, OK, what can I do with it to better like to, to better myself? Yeah. But, you know, with you kind of seeing that it's just like oh yeah power power to you power to you for sure and giving back give that's like, back that's, huge. Yeah. that's yeah. a big thing that i feel like is going on right now you know within our circle mm -hmm. and with like kind of like our generation people want to i don't know it could be our generation it could be our community it could be our circle but everyone wants to uplift the community the people like where they come from and each other mm -hmm. pretty much you know which is yeah. good like I, rem I remember oh my bad um you say something? No, no, no. Yeah, I remember coming home. Um, it was like when I first moved back and, you know, we were all just like 21. Oh, and, you know, it was like back, <laughs> back then it was like PB Bar and Grill or like oh, Johnny V's oh, or something. And yeah. like I remember I saw Ant and Ant was like super drunk and he was just like, I knew you'd be the one. You'd be the one. <laughs> and I was like, it OK, no pressure, but yeah, sure. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where it's like. Yeah, like why wouldn't I come back to help other people? It just doesn't make sense to me to not. Hey, that's that's I mean that's huge. You're you're kind of so you're kind of speaking on a little little a little bit, and this is probably going to be the meat of this podcast today. But your passion, so with teaching, and uh, pretty much having that transition to also pretty much being like a life coach. Mm -hmm. When was that pivotal point that gave you clarity with your passion of teaching? Like, when did it click exactly? Um, I want to say it was about like two years ago. Um, I went to this like conference, like retreat thing that, you know, people go just for like guidance. And I, I wasn't go. I was going there just to like support someone. But 
you know, I ended up, you know, gaining a lot more for myself too. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I learned all this information. What am I going to do about it? Cause yeah, I can't right. just be selfish about it and like just do me. Right. And so I went to class and like, like I was still in grad school, but I was still teaching at the same time. And I tried to um, do this activity with my students where you just ask um, your students why, like, at, like we're talking about like, what makes you happy or something like that right mm -hmm. and so you just keep asking why 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 until you like feel that moment when they finally give you the reason why they actually do something kind of uncover yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it's um that it was the moment where like i made my students ask each other and just imagine like 36 kids just like crying what? but like dude you give me goosebumps yeah right no but you know it was one of those things where like i was standing there and i was like wow i didn't did think I it would be like this and i was like i don't got enough tissues for this yeah. like what do i gotta do after Absolutely. but it was one of those things where it's like yo like i didn't realize how many people needed this you know and it's like if i could do this for one classroom let me see if i can do it for another classroom and so i did it to the other class and it worked the same way yeah. and i was like yo like everyone needs someone you yeah. know and so because of that i was just like okay i just need to make sure that i foster this like belief and this like passion in my teaching so that these kids get like the education that they deserve because sometimes education isn't just like i'm going to teach you english open a book we're going to talk about the themes it's like what are you learning about yourself yeah. you know and at that age in high school like you need that it's a precious time it is for sure and i think that's it's it's a good thing and a bad thing as a teacher because you have that pressure to like help these kids but mm -hmm. at the same time like you want to yeah so that was that, that was, was one that. powerful uh, <laughs> yeah um, so best practice that you tried so for people who don't know for people who don't know you are a teacher at morse and what subject do you teach um this grade? year i will teach ninth grade english public speaking and then i'm the yearbook advisor and the dance team advisor dang oh so you wear multiple hats then i yeah. do all day every day <laughs> wow so how do you uh how do you keep like a work-life balance um it's hard and i think it's i last year i spent most of my time just working like i would be at work from like 6 30 in the morning and i wouldn't leave till like 6 p.m what um, six to six yeah <laughs> wait <laughs> hold on not the program, program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and it was one of those things where i think that's something that i mean i'll talk about it later um but i didn't know what made me happy hmm. and i think right now it's hard and I'm still learning and I think that's my whole ne like next step in my life. But it's one of those things where you have to have that work life balance. You have to realize like you can't take your work home. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's one of those things where I this year I'm going to try to implement to like limit the amount of work that I do um, in any given day. Because I think as a teacher, um, the beauty of it is you're you're basically your own boss because you get to decide what you're going to do that day. And so if you don't want to grade, you don't have to. And yeah. you can just do it like, you know, the next day. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things where last year I was like, no, I need to get this done and it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's it's definitely a learning process. And so it's one of those things where it's like, OK, no, it's four o'clock. I'm going to go home. Right. You know, and, and it's so I feel like it's so easy as a teacher to take work home, too. It is. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're like, you're, you're doing work and it's like time for bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're like you're working through dinner, you're working and it's like, oh shit, you know, I'm working 12 hours. No, not more than 12 hours, yeah. like 18 yeah. hours out of the day. Mm -hmm. And what, that leaves you with what, six hours to yourself and you can't even sleep, you sleep what, four? Yeah. Yeah. How, how many years have you been teaching already? Um, This will be my fourth. Fourth oh. year teaching. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So what, what advice can you give to like people trying to identify the clarity and direction. I mean, you're four years in, you know, mm -hmm. you're still trying to get a grasp of things, but what, what advice can you give to someone that's trying to pursue a teaching passion? Um, I want to say, okay, so there's three things. And so the first oh, thing okay. is, um, know what makes you happy. Mm. And so whether it's teach like in teaching, like in, like you got to teach what you like to do and what you're in, what inspires you. Because if you're teaching something that like you've never done or you have no idea about, like your kids are going to realize that, yeah. you know, but once you 
teach something that you really like to teach, then your kids will feel that and they will want to learn along with you. Mm. And then the second thing is know what's worth your time um, and energy because I feel like a lot of the times you exert so much energy in certain things. Or like say, for example, there's a student messing around in class, right? And so it's like, yeah, you can deal with that and you can confront that and take like the whole 15 minutes of your class, but you like you ran out of time. Yeah, and er no one else benefits from that. Yeah, yeah. and so it's like. I was one of those kids. <laughs> like, Miguel, <laughs> Miguel, stop it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I know, I was always the girl with the hot Cheetos. They were like, Joy, stop eating. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, you hear that crunch <laughs> like in the middle of like. Kids are hungry, though. I know, you know that's eat. the problem. Everybody got to eat. Everybody yeah, gotta so eat. you, you got to pick and choose your battles. And okay. then the last thing is to celebrate everything. And so a lot of the times um, as teachers, or I mean as human beings too, it's like we live on this like to-do list. And once you get your like tasks done you don't really think about it you don't celebrate the work that you do right. and so when you have a good day or when you have a good moment write it down or tell someone about it or like tweet it if that's what you have want like a gratitude you know? book or something like yeah. that. yeah and I so it's like one it's of huge. those things like because if you don't celebrate the work that you're doing you're gonna burn out because you don't have anyone cheering for you right, and i think yeah. that's the hard part about being a teacher is like if you think about the teacher that influenced you the most in life, like you didn't tell them that they were amazing when you were like when right. when you were their student. You think about it like later on. Yeah, and so yeah. as teachers, you don't get that instant gratification. And sometimes you don't even get that gratification right. at all. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so that's why you need to celebrate everything. Dang, a part of me kinda wants to go and say, What's up to my teachers and be like, Do Yo, it. Uh, you you played a, a very big role in, you know, my growing up and you know, you, I saw the importance of this education because of you. Yeah. And I would like to thank you for that. Yeah. Do you get that often? Um, no, but I do like, you know, so it's there. there's a search button on Twitter. And like, if you search, you search your, your name. Yeah. Every now and then you just got to check and make like sure people name, like you. you and stuff. Oh, man. It's um, like looking up hashtags and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I don't got a hashtag. I don't think I do. But you, but but you see like your students. Yeah. Some tweeting. people were like, oh, I miss Miss you with class or things like that. Oh, and so it's cool. like nice to see okay. or like, um, some of my students who graduate will find me on like Twitter, like my actual, like not yeah, my teacher yeah. Twitter, but you have a teacher Twitter. I, I mean, I guess you can, yeah, yeah. kind of have so to you separate gotta, like, the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they'll find me, and then they'll like message me and things like that. That's or cool. like I have one student who wants to become a teacher, and so you're like, yeah, oh, I did I, that. I'm, that was <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, touched. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like as a teacher, if there's just that one that you impacted that much yeah i think that's a huge payoff like that's worth a lot for sure yeah. especially among like all the million like not i wouldn't say millions but like hundreds or maybe thousands that you teach yeah i did in the a lifetime math. and i like in four years or i mean three i guess i taught 500 kids damn 500 kids yeah that's three years yeah what's the normal like life ex not life expectancy <laughs> but like a shelf life as a teacher I don't know. Well, it's hard because there's this whole thing about like teacher burnout where you like teachers usually only teach for five years. It mm. also has to deal with like teacher loan forgiveness because you you get your your loans forgiven or at least some of it right. after five years of teaching. And everyone's like, yeah. And they're like, bees, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm debt free. Yeah. Now. I'm yeah. Out. And right. so usually it's five. But then I've. Yeah. Oh my um, wow. Well, it's also like teacher burnout because like yeah. teachers don't get paid enough sometimes. And so mm. it's hard when you're like, you want to live this life, but at the same time, you're not getting paid enough for the work that you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, that's where I see where the yeah. school system's fucked. Mm -hmm. These teachers have so much responsibility and yep. so much accountability and like they play such an integral role in, you know, the youth. Yeah. And they get paid shit. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not like, we, so like it's it's a we could live off of it. We just don't get paid enough for the work for, that okay. we do. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's and I should have. Yeah. I mean, use my words. Yeah. Well, but there are some places like in the United States where they really don't get paid shit, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's just I we're lucky to be in California where, you know, my I don't get paid enough, but my benefits are good, mm. you know, and so and that's a whole nother story, yeah. right? Well, my teeth fall out, they take care of it. <laughs> I can get some Basil, fresh dentures, you know, like, you know what, I'm <laughs> what you need. Shout out. <laughs> so, um, well, you kind of went into it with why teaching, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so was there a positive impact? Like oh, in the school system that influenced your career? Um, yeah, so I have two. One was in high school and then one was in college. Ooh, okay. So 
Um, in high school, it's funny because now she's my boss, but uh, Dr. Larkin Dr. was my Larkin. Dr. Larkin. Mama, Doctor now, Mama Lark right? Lark. Yeah, Mama yeah. Lark Lark. So yeah. she was my 10th grade teacher. And it was funny because like she it was she wasn't even like doing the teaching at that in this like pivotal moment of my life, but she had this poetry lady come in for like two weeks, and the lady was just like making us do poetry, and I was just like, all right, I'm just trying to get out of class, and so we had to write this poem about like family and culture, and so I wrote it real quick and I turned it in. I didn't even think about it. It was one of those like oh ten minutes till bell rings. Let me write this down real quick, you know, <laughs> and then I turned it in. But I guess I wasn't paying attention that day because she said, like, oh, these poems are going to be, like, submitted for, like, a contest Ooh. or whatever. Um, and then so I graduated or not. I graduated. I moved on to, like, a different class. Um, do you guys have, ever have Mr. Keith? I did have I Mr. Keith. I, I know Mr. of Mr. Keith. Like I never had Mr. Keith. Is um, it really? Probably, yeah, he was always playing like league or something during class. Oh, I yeah, he know. didn't. He wasn't doing that well. I was <laughs> <listening>. <laughs> well, anyway, it came out after. Yeah, like, the so year after. I was sitting in Mr. Keith's class like the year later, and then I get like this big, huge envelope like from Mr. Keith, um, and he was like, "Go talk to Miss Larkin," uh -huh. and so um, dun, I had dun, like dun. my poem, and I had like a letter from like the contest or whatever, and um, I went to Miss Larkin. She was like, "Hey, your work matters, and you write." like beautiful words and so it was one of those things in 10 minutes yeah That's right amazing. and i'm standing there i was <laughs> like wait what <laughs> like for real but with the contest i got like a 50 dollars like scholarship and you know when you're in high school and you're broke like 50 dollars is $50. a lot oh yeah but yeah. i also got published in the book hey. yeah Ooh. and so it was and to, one to yeah. that that's chimerical of so many people you know hey, you it is that. chimerical i never get the first point yeah. <laughs> and just so you guys know this episode each point is uh a million <laughs> a million all right so, i got you yeah. i got okay. you so all keep right. it coming sorry to interrupt shut my seatbelt in <laughs> What's going on for this ride so you got in a book yes Do you Oh, I yeah. did. And it was one of those things where it's like you're like 16 years old and you're like, what is going yeah, on? Right. Um, and then I had to like read it in front of all these people in like Balboa Park. And that was like weird because I had to take my parents. But the poem was about like eating dinner with my parents and like not feeling like good enough and stuff. Oh, no. And so that was like awkward when I had to like, hey, mom, dad. How about you read this poem first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. So I'm you're not hit with any surprises at yeah, all. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and then, the you know, but, you know, to them, they're like, oh my God, she, like, she got a scholarship. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, yeah. they're, like, she proud about that. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where. That's you know, huge, though. It was. And then in college, I had a teacher. It was my first year in college. And so I turned in my paper and she, like, tore it up with, like, red ink because it what? just sucked. Like, Damn. she was just, like, writing all of these things. Um, but by the end of the year, I wrote, like, a 30-page paper on Kanye West, like, The Runaway. Oh. Um, like, you know, his video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, the, like, the you know, it was, like, film, an hour. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, she told me, she was, like, I never wanted to watch this, like, <laughs> short film. But after reading your paper, I watched it. Hey, you know? yo. And so it was one of those things where it's, like, wow, like... <laughs> Damn. I know what I'm doing, right? And so it made me feel like, you know, I belong at UCLA because, you know, it made yeah. me feel good about myself. Dang. So you, like, you influenced her kind of in, in a, a sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she still thinks the same way about like, Kanye West now, but, you know, <laughs> like, at that moment, yeah. She was a yeah. yay fan. I made her watch it. And you kind of went in and it's like, you know, I'm going to make this chimerical paper and, uh, and... <laughs> And you know, yeah, I ended up influencing her. So yes. shoot, that's all I'm talking oh, about. It was a chimerical experience. Hey, oh yeah, got a million points. We're just having a chimerical <laughs> over time right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, an easy word. You have zero points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh shoot. Uh, so, um, what was uh, working with young adults like? Um, or no, what was? Yes. What is working with young adults like? It's fun, um, but it's also very difficult, and so. Um, I, if I had a choice, I would rather work with kids rather than adults. Um, cause I feel like it's one of those things, like if you don't know any better and you're a kid, it's because you just don't know. Right. But if you're an adult and you're ignorant, that's a life choice. Yeah. You know? And yeah, so I it's one of those know. things where, um, I can't look at my kids sometimes and be like, grow up because 
like you were 12 yeah. a couple months yeah. ago, you know, like you're not grown yeah, yet. No, no, no. Um, and so it's hard, but I think it's also, it was a very chimerical experience. Oh. Damn. Hey. Wait, hold on. You use experience. Yeah. So you, that, that doesn't count. Oh, Same content. It, right. it, no, it was chimerical. Oh, okay. To stand in front of 36 kids. That was a noun, but it's okay. And no. be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to teach the teacher. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Um, no but did, to like stand in front in of the room and be like, raise your hand. And then everyone raised your hand. And you're like, I have power. Yeah. You oh. know? And so it's just like, all right, put your hand down. And then, you know, things like that. Or when kids ask you, like, can I use the bathroom? You're like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But then yeah. you don't realize that that's like a thing that you have to ask permission. Right. And you're like, oh, wow. I am powerful. Yeah. And because, you know, in college, like, you got to pee. You just get you up just and go, that. you know? Yeah. But with like young adults and teaching in high schools, like there's still those rules that they have to follow. Mm -hmm. And so having to like retrain my brain was, it was fun, but it's also difficult, but it's also, they're going through puberty. Mm. It's a very touchy time. It's hard. Yeah. Like being a teacher is the most, cons like you have the most consistent job where you do the same thing every day, but the kids change every day. Yeah. So like you could be in a good mood or a bad mood. Um, they could be going through some other type of things oh, and then I you just got to deal with that, you know? And so it's like, even though I see you all every day for first period, everyone goes through different things right. that's in, it depends. You on just never know what yeah. some, it like changes going the through. game. Yeah. Well, you were kind of talking about it. We were just going to go into the sense of responsibility, knowing you're educating the youth and specifically the youth from the neighborhood that you grew up in, because, mm -hmm. you know, this is your hood and you're now teaching in this area. So like what what type of standards do you hold your responsibility to when it comes to coaching these kids or teaching them? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where um, I'm still learning. And I think it's, I think that's what's beautiful about it because I live here still. Yeah. You know, this and is my hood. Right. And it's one of those things where, like, it's a, I don't want to say it's a blessing and a curse, but it, I mean, it kind of is. It's a blessing that, like, I get to experience these same things or these kids have the same exact problems that we had when yeah. we were in high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I know the outcome of that. And so I can sort of like guide them into the way where I know that they'll reach that outcome. Right. But then there's also that like you you can't do that mm -hmm. because you need to let them experience those like failures yeah. too sometimes. So it's a double edged sword. Yeah. For sure. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I know this relationship means a lot to you right now. <laughs> but, but it'll also, blow over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, you know, it's like, it's not the end of the world that you failed this yeah. test, you know? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But then you sort of have to let them, like, sulk in that so that they can, like, learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, learning how to step back when you really want to just push forward is mm -hmm. really hard. And I think it's one of those things that I have to learn every year because it's like you care so much about these kids or you become so invested um, in their growth that you also have to understand that they need to grow by themselves too. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. I mean, that's your job too. I, I think going through school, there's there's kids that want to be helped and want to be taught. And mm -hmm. there's kids that, you know, just can't. Yeah. You just can't comprehend with yeah. or anything. You know, they're just hard-headed and yeah but that's the hard part too because some of those lost causes are they actually need the help yeah you know absolutely but it's like even though they're not asking for it like you know you still got to be there right and so it's like right. even though you got those kids that you want to punch in the face sometimes <laughs> like you got to be like i love you yeah. and i care about you because yeah. maybe they don't have that person in their yeah. life you know and so it's you definitely have to have a big heart and yeah. not take things or you have to take things with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. they're probably going to be different the next day yeah you just never know. Yeah, I, I wrote that question specifically because you kind of touched on it, how, you know, with the mindset, everything that you've learned, you know, growing up here in Southeast San Diego and stuff like that, you know, with that lens, you're able to kind of see these kids as like that, that, that clean, like not the clean slate, but the slate that you can kind of mold, mm -hmm. kind of like yeah, help in, in their development because like you said, maybe they don't have that at home or maybe it's not something that they're very familiar with, like a supportive environment. And for you to offer that to them is huge. Yeah. So give us a brief overview of life coaching. 
like for the listeners who don't have a concrete understanding of what that is mm-hmm. um yeah i mean sh- share a little bit about that um so life coaching can be i mean it can be whatever you want to be once you become a life coach but it's essentially being that person who gives you guidance and resources and keeps you accountable for the things that you want to accomplish in your life. So whether that's like health and wellness, whether that's like social, whether it's like fashion advice, it's basically like, you know, you, y'all watch like Queer Eye yet? On, on nah, not yet. I heard it's really good though. All right, so Everyone talks like, about it at yeah, work. Yeah, there's these like five like gay dudes who basically help, um, you, well, usually it's like a straight man, but now they're trying to change the game and, you know, help other people, which is great. Mm-hmm. And so I'm essentially those five dudes in one because each dude, One's like, like about cooking, one's about like social life, one's about fashion, thi- yeah, and things like, like that. that. And okay. so it's, it, you basically cater to your um, client based on what they need. Mm-hmm. And so if you need that's like someone to like keep you accountable so that you can reach 50 podcasts in a year, yeah. you know, then I'm going to be that person yeah. like, hey, who are the people that you're going to contact? I you like know, the accountability like factor the most Yeah, because if it's something like going to the gym, like hey you know did you you know did you do x y and z today this mm-hmm. was you know we had it planned out on the calendar today was chest tries did you do that yeah no not yet okay there's still ten, like five hours in the day you yeah know, go to the gym bang mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. um i think that's the, the the biggest thing that i like from like about like it's having a layout yeah. too because yeah. if not it's just a chimerical idea you know? <laughs> <laughs> bro how many points you got now you know what i'm saying <laughs> gotta keep a tally. oh yeah. man well, how did you get into life coaching? Um, is one of those things where um, I so did it stem from teaching? It did stem from teaching, and so it's one of those things where I, as much as I love teaching, I know I don't want to stay in a classroom the rest of my life. But I think that's also the like millennial you roll your eyes. The, <laughs> the millennial mindset where we don't want to stay stagnant you know and mm-hmm. we always want to try Evolve. new things yeah mm-hmm. and so it's one of those things where it's like there's so many things that i love to do um whether it be like event planning teaching mm-hmm. um and i don't want to just stay in a classroom and right. so um one of the other things that i really want to do is to travel and so trying to find a way to still have a job and still get paid but also do it remotely somewhere else hey, yo. um is something that i really want to find yeah. in my life and i feel like life coaching is something that i particularly enjoy or just thinking about life coaching is something that i enjoy um i think i got a little taste of it with fill the void when i was trying to keep people accountable um for their goals and stuff and so it makes me happy to see other people reach their goals or to hear their stories and to know that they want to do something and it's a positive thing whether it just be for their life or for the community and I would love to be a person to help them reach that. So, yeah, nice. I love that. So, how can someone benefit from like a life coach? You you touched on what you would do, but putting yourself in someone's shoes. Mm-hmm. Say I am a young professional, and I want to start a I want to start a business, cupcake business. Okay, mm, cupcakes. Yeah. Um, and I, and like, so I'm kind of doing it. Uh, I do it on the side for myself, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like at this point I've kind of either become too busy or I've like plateaued mm-hmm. and I'm seeking out help and I come to you. Yeah. What would be the first thing that you would advise? Um, so it's one of those things business? where you, I mean, I at least want to know your purpose. And so why cupcakes? Why do? Right. Why do? But why do? Just look at him and shrug like, why do? Basically. Oh, wow. But that, yeah, start with why. Yeah, because it's one of those things where it's like if you, if you feel like you're plateauing or it's getting boring, like you have to go back to your basic platform. You know, it's like you can't keep growing if you don't have that solid base to keep you grounded mm-hmm. um, or if you don't know your roots and things like that it's one of those things where if you don't know why you're doing it or who you're doing it for even if it's just for yourself to get somewhere then it's like we can't keep growing right um and it's one of those things where it's like okay well so what have you tried and what's not working and where do you plan for this to go i like that you know i have this question for later on in the episode but i want to bring it up now okay um it's regarding the uh, compass piece yes so during my research i stumbled across uh, kid president 
Because uh-huh. I saw that in, in, your, uh, in your little cover photo. Yeah. And he reminded me so much of this video on Vimeo. Um, it's called Ezekiel. Super, super um, generic. But I consider it my compass piece. And so for a compass piece, I learned in, um, in design school. Mm-hmm. Before I started my portfolio, my instructor said to find a compass piece. And this compass piece is something that you can always come back to. Um, it can be something physical. It can be a video for my case. It can be a book, a verse, song, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that specific compass piece is kind of it helps you guide you whenever like you're lost. Like if I if I say say I'm doing the uh, the cupcake business, mm-hmm. and like you said, finding your why, I will go back to my compass piece, which is the why, and that'll help me navigate towards my goal again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a token. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. From it, like Inception. Oh yeah, what was it called? Oh, it, it was oh. a token. Yeah, it was a token. It is. Yeah. The word, no, the word was there's something else. Oh, it was it was their token. It so they had to make sure, like you know, there was real. Then there they, was a word them for back. it though. To make sure it wasn't chimerical. It was oh. a token. Oh. It was a token. It wasn't a token. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I think it was a token. Yeah. Right, because the guy had the spinny thing. Yeah, he's like, totem. Totem. I was off a little bit of words. Yeah, you're good. Like two letters. Yeah, you good. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, that that. Like I feel like that is kind of they're they're one in the same where yeah, you, you at the end of the day you purpose. gotta yeah you gotta find the purpose mm-hmm. yeah yeah so start at why mm-hmm. um all right well now that we're on track now um where do we how do we get back um going into well y- she gave us a little bit of insight on how someone can benefit oh yeah yeah that. yeah start with why yeah you just start with why and then. You move on. And that pretty much just sets the framework for the end goal. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, like, yeah, that's like condensed. Yeah, that's that's essentially it. You yeah. know what's crazy is that you brought it up because we asked you what your pivotal point was and what gave you clarity with your passion. Mm-hmm. And then having that why activity in the very beginning yeah. with those kids is kind of how you're transferring that over mm-hmm. to being the life coach and just using that as a transferable skill because it's it's been working for you it has so that's that's huge um and you kind of did mention fill the void in the past Mm -hmm. um do you ever see it coming back i would love to have it come back but i think it's it was one of those things where we we had such like high <laughs> yes, yeah. a little bit. Premature you know? ejaculated. Um, we yeah, we were so excited for him. We're like it's gonna be awesome. Which was good though. It was, and you know, like I think we we had some voids to fill for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, touch on that. Just a little yeah. brief little history about fill the void for people who don't know. Do you want to do it? Uh, you got yeah. it. <laughs> um, all right. So fill the void um, was basically, you know, just a small community like group where if you needed to fill some type of void in your life or you needed that guidance or you needed um, at least someone to talk to, um, we were going to provide that outlet and that space for you to explore who you are and try to figure out like how you could grow. Among other people, too, who are there for the same reason as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would meet, like, monthly, or we would try to meet monthly. Um, And, you know, we had a good group of people who, you know, like, who live in San Diego. It wasn't necessarily just Southeast people. Um, But we were all on different paths, and, you know, everyone was willing to listen and to support each other. And um, I think it just got to a point where the four of us, one, two, three, yeah, there's four of us, the four of us, we all had like different things going on in our lives. And so it was one of those things where it's like we all just wanted to focus on ourselves yeah. first. And I think that's something that I'm trying to touch on in life right now where I spend so much time giving other people that it I ha- I don't feel like I've fully grown yet. And so I need to spend time to fill my void before I start helping other people. Yo. Hey, that was deep. No. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100 percent in the in in the aspect of you know filling your void before being able to you know help someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith kind of touched on it in one of his stories where he talked about him and Jada and their happiness and everything. Yeah, and he said the only way that it worked out th- this isn't verbatim, but like the only way it worked out is because they both had something to bring to the table. If yeah. either of them had an empty glass, you can't fill a glass with an empty glass. Yeah. So in that sense. You know, work on yourself, fill the voids that you have in your life, love yourself in order to love and 
offering. This is true. Yeah, I think it was one of those uh, in my past relationships, like way back when. Hey. Um, I think we got in like a fight or like someone was like breaking up with me. Um, but he was like, it's so hard to love you when you can't love yourself first. Um, and so I was like, okay, okay. But like back then, you know, in high school, I didn't really know what that meant. But like growing up now, I'm like, yeah, I need to do me first before I try to make anyone else happy. Because if I can't keep myself happy, I'm going to look for happiness in other people, which isn't what you should be doing. Nope. 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 You don't find happiness in other people. Find it in yourself and you offer that to exponentiate that happiness. Yeah. And I feel like it's a it's more of a process, not a destination, cuz everyone's like I need to be happy. It's like, okay, but like once you get that, everyone's like, "Oh, it's only um what's that word? Temporary." I was going to say chimerical. <laughs> oh, <laughs> chimerical. No, it's like people always think it's like, "Oh, it's only temporary. Right. Happiness is fleeting." When that's not necessarily the case. It's not something to grab and then keep holding on. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you it's a process of it and you need to be happy with the process of trying to be happy on a normal basis, not just like one day. Right. Right. And so going back to uh fill the void, is it some why did we start it? I feel like it's one of those things where you said earlier where a lot of us in the community were trying to level up and like grow oh there we go and it's one of those things where you know we wanted to help each other mm-hmm. and that, yeah. that, that's yeah. one specific case that i thought i could think of right now is um more along the lines of like profession and services mm-hmm. where say someone someone was looking for someone who needed design work yeah um and you know by offering this space in this community small community you know like we everyone is aware of everyone's skills talents blah 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 and like no matter if it's like a like a service a product or whatever it may be everyone in that network was able to offer each other something and whether it be you know just like accountability mm-hmm. or you know video editing or cooking whatever yeah. it was it was just nice to have that service all yeah. in one room you yeah. know or just like knowing like hey Dee's the one who works like with graphics and so if i yeah. ever need that i can go to you know and so it's it's a comforting feeling to know that your support system can actually support you yeah and you know? everyone was there for that reason too yeah so everyone was kind of already in the same mindset like from the jump mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's like a good way i mean I, so i sat in one it was a good way to network and at the same time although people were trying to fill the void with their craft that they were currently in they were already also successful in what they were doing Mm -hmm. so people could feed off that you know yeah and uh, that's what made it really beneficial for others that were probably choosing a different line of um uh expertise yeah expertise that they wanted to excel in so Yeah, so I mean, maybe, you know, maybe one day it'll come back in a different form or what it is now. But I feel like it was definitely something special within our group, something that kind of our our, our generation needed mm-hmm. at the time and maybe we'll need in the future. Who knows? We'll have a, a fill the void Kermentis episode. Hey, with all the makers. That's not a bad idea. I mean, you already yep. heard all of them. We've had everybody we've else. Well, damn. But yeah, once we get it, once we get everything rolling, yeah, we'll start doing like group. Yeah. Because I, I like how the, I like the part, the part of our um, format with like multi, like four plus people. Yeah. There's, a, there's just a lot of energy for sure. You know? Yeah. So moving forward, what's, what's next in your teaching career? Um, So this year I am working on clearing my credentials. So even though I have my master's degree and I've been teaching, there's like other loophole or like loops that you have to jump through as a teacher um, in order to get like tenured and things like that or to teach like community college if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to clear my credential, but I also want to try to add more community into my lessons and my units and stuff. And so my goal at least this year is to try to work with the California Innocence Project where um, essentially my students will get case files of people in prison trying to get out of prison Mm -hmm. and so they have to like 
search through their files to see whether or not this person is really innocent or not. Wow. And then they have to like present to actual lawyers to tell them like, hey, you need to reopen this case. Dude, this is this sick. Cold, yeah, cold case. So, yeah, so I used to do it at High Tech High because um, it was project-based learning. And so I'm trying to incorporate it to Morris because I feel like it's one of those things where like you don't get that opportunity no. very often. You know, Dude, I would love to have done that yeah. class. And so it's cool though because some of these like case files are like in full on Spanish. And so you get that like, pe- like that those students who don't say anything in your class is all they do is speak Spanish and yeah. they can translate. So they right. feel like they have a part at the table. That's and so they have to like tell people what this dude's actually trying to say and things like that. But it's, it's crazy because like the kids can even like Google the people. And so they're really in yeah. prison, you know, yeah. it's not yeah. like a fake, like mock thing right. where I spent like nights filling it up. It's like, these are real. Oh, I got style. El Chapo. <laughs> 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 you heard of this guy? You know, yeah, no, but it's also one of those things where it's like, it keeps them accountable because they know that they're trying to help someone out in this community. You right. Know? And so it's like, that's what I'm trying to do. Cause I want to incorporate more community aspects into my classroom, whether it's like going out in the community and sharing my students work or having the community come in. Um, and then I'm also, yeah, like I said, trying to take a step back of, constantly putting my constantly putting my work in front of my life Mm -hmm. and so try to find that balance and so um yeah just trying to take breaks that's good when i can what's uh what's next in becoming a life coach so officially becoming a life coach is probably in my like five-year plan so once i if i get burnt out with teaching hopefully i don't but if i realize like you know time Things need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- I would like to get certified. I think there's also like tons of schooling that I still need. Not tons, but you know, I want to be educated more in like nutrition and health, right. or you know, like planning and things like that. That in way, business. you kind of can offer all yeah. those aspects. Yeah, or at least like network a little bit more. So then, at least if I can't help you, I know people who can. You yeah. know. And so I can talk to them and, you know, get their advice on things. Um, And then I'm also trying to launch eventually, hopefully by the end of the year, uh, my website. Hey, yo. um, That, you know, may or may not happen. It's still still in my dreams. I hope so. It'll happen. Um, But I... Like, I created it. It's just not... You just got to... It's not out there yet, but... But it's... um, So it's... I guess the focus is redefining joy. And so it's redefining. I see what you did there. Yeah. What? Nice. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. But it's all about, it's it's all about me. Um, But I think it's all about so far my experience of trying to find the different places that make me happy, whether it be like health and fitness, whether it be like socially, whether it be, you know, like reading, you know, different Mm -hmm. things like that. And so I would have different parts of my website where you can access to redefine that happiness for yourself. Wow. Sick. So you're essentially just going to build a resource yeah. in conjunction with life coaching so that, you know, if someone is even interested in your services, you c- they kind of can go to, what is it? What is it? Well, uh, it's not created re- yet, but it would re- be redefining, redefining joy. joy. So yeah. they can go to redefining joy and kind of like get a taste yeah. of what you have. And it's also one of those things where it's like you, you don't, know how to help people unless you help yourself first like we said earlier and so it's like i need to redefine joy for myself um in order to you know know who i really am yeah that's like a dive into joy's chimerical adventures (laughs) 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 i think you're at like 10 million hey man i think you like your word now yeah yeah Yeah, 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 man that's good though you know we're learning we're growing that's at the end of the day that's what matters right Mm -hmm. you know Dope. So uh, that's coming soon. Um, can the listeners come to you for life coaching yet, or is that um, still? I on feel the like I. Yeah, it's more so on the backboard, but it's one of those things where it's like if you have um, something that you're worried about, or you need some help, or you just need advice, and I'm always going to be that person for you. Um, one of my friends, Bernie, he's started to do something that one of his friends did. Um, but it's like, I think it's called like Thoughtful Thursdays. And so on Thursdays, he'll post something on Instagram where it's like, if you need someone to talk to or need some advice, let me know, you yeah. know, because it's like that's yeah. dealing with like mental health and things like For that. Sure. Some, sometimes you just need someone to pick your brain or to just yeah. listen, you know. And so um, I'm always there for people, but it's just one of those things where like I also need to learn how to take care of myself first. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And just so you guys know, she is very easy to talk to. Yeah. Like even like. Thanks. 
when starting fill the void i know we like prior to that we didn't talk much mm -hmm. and so you know creating that somewhat of a small relationship and like to what it is now i feel like it's definitely grown yeah and you know you're just super chill super easy to talk to very knowledgeable and just dope person all around and i like beer <laughs> oh yeah she likes beer <laughs> what kind of what kind like of beer you throw IPA, IPA? She likes no beer i actually don't Eagles. like IPA. you don't like IPA no much. i'm more of like a stout and a porter holy moly I the dark like, what the dark is going on i also like red and pales <laughs> okay. i feel like once you live in san diego you become like super pretentious yeah. about your beer because yeah. you just drink so yeah, much yeah it's kind of sad but snobs, i mean it's just also beer like, snobs but snobs, if you've dude. never had a stout with your ice cream you definitely need to oh yeah oh, it's like a stout scream no it's like a beer float it's a beer float. oh shit stout scream oh yeah stout scream but it's super good so do you have any recommendations, books, podcasts, any type of resources for listeners? Yeah. I mean, so the one book that I love and I will read over and over and over again is called um, The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. Miguel. Miguel. Oh, yeah. You know, Miguel, like, hey, Mikey Ruiz. And no, what, is, what is that? A brief overview. What is it? Um, it's basically, I mean, it's your four agreements of like learning how to guide yourself into there are moments in life where you feel like you have lost track of your path. And the four agreements is sort of just like a, hey, this is a reminder of this is what you need to do. And so it's one of those things where like you can read the book and then you can put it on your shelf. And then when you need that help, read it again. You know, I think I'm going to do that. And then on Instagram, I think the first like life coach that I've ever really followed that I truly do love is Go Fit Joe. Um, and she is a Filipino mother. She lives in the Bay. Um, and she just she's just real about everything. Go um, Fit Joe. Yes. Like it's literally just G O F I T. Yeah. G O F I T. Joe. J O. And then for my fellas out there, um, the life coach that I love to follow, his name is Mike dot Sagun S A G U N and he's just life coaching through the male perspective and so sometimes like people you know it's like as a man you have to be like this type of man yeah. but he's there to like break down that stigma of like you know it's okay you can have problems yeah. you know yeah right and so i like just listening to him because then it's you get a insight in like the male perspective and like what what's That's going why on she's in so the brain. easy to talk to you dude she yeah. knows us man she knows you know? it's scary no, i'm just kidding i try Okay, so um, you skip that. We already went through that. Yeah. Well. Oh, uh, I mean, we can touch back on it. So, mm -hmm. um, going back to the compass piece, mm -hmm. um, do either of you guys can you guys think of one right now for like myself? Yeah. Yeah. Something that something that one? something that you can always go back to, and mm. that'll reground you, refocus you, and kind of set you back on the path that you that you have. Yeah. Um. I want to say it's dance. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just thinking about my passion mm -hmm. and what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Like when everything else is going like to shit, right? I just think about what I feel good about. Yeah. And then it's creating, it's teaching, <laughs> and then finding something new to create. And uh, along with that, it really is um, talking to like family and uh just having that go-to person and yeah. be like yo hear me out real quick just, you know yeah mm -hmm. just brings you back to reality yeah yeah i mean joy kind of talked about it. it's having that like outside perspective because maybe you're just so like narrow-minded and you're in a you're just tunnel vision with mm. where you currently are and you just need someone to be like well why don't you take this route and it's like oh sh you know i was yeah. thinking about that the whole time yeah so it's like you're just blind to it yeah, yeah. For sure. But with dance, it's just there's so many things that I can incorporate and create. And when I'm creating, I forget about everything yeah, else. You just get lost and yeah. it's just you and dance. And then I just start taking everything bit by bit to get back on track with whatever, you know, whatever project or whatever plan we had to put together at work, whatever right. it is like that, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, Joy? I like it. Compass piece? Um, it's my tattoo. Oh, yeah. I was Ooh. looking at it and I was like, yo, that's fresh. Yeah. That's I just got a retouch, too. I know. I was looking at Shout that. I was like, Kim Ruby "You're SD. either it's either a fresh <laughs> tattoo or you got sunburn on the tattoo." <laughs> just, just on peeling. Just on <laughs> peeling. Tattoo. Yeah, no, but so my tattoo for those of you just listening, and you clearly don't see me. Um, <laughs> it's a rose, and then 
uh, my roots say makibaka, and so in Tagalog it means dare to struggle or fight, um, depending on which way you want to translate it. And so this is my rose that grew from the concrete. And so it's one. Of, it's a tribute to hip hop. It's a tribute to education, and it's a tribute to myself and my students. And so basically, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I grew up from the hood, and it was a struggle, yeah. and it's hard, but I still bloomed, and I'm this person that I am today. Uh. But it's the, there's um, there's this educator named Jeffrey Duncan Andrade where he talks about roses that grew from the concrete, and it's one of those things where it's like your messed up like petals and your thorns and stuff isn't something that you should take for granted it's something that you should actually celebrate mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. yourself because it shows that you went through the struggle like you grew from that concrete right and so it's one of those things where i look at it and it reminds me that you know i'm here for a reason and then i i need to teach my kids to be that type of person right you know and i got it as a tattoo because that thing about me is something that I can't change and it's permanent so it's just like my tattoo and it reminds me that you know this is who I'm meant to be and this is the kind of person that I want to be yeah man symbolism yep. on symbolism you know when that's why I teach English <laughs> <laughs> when times get rough just roll up the sleeves basically yeah no but it's a good like talking piece with my kids so sure. yeah. and like they're like oh she cares yeah so like, I mean know? if you guys don't have a compass piece I suggest you guys get one because you know after Joy's story i feel like ours is kind of <laughs> yeah nah man uh, y'all compass pieces are so important yeah i'm all it, jealous it, now it, i'm it, like it, i can't get no tattoo because i got eczema you know <laughs> i'm gonna scratch that shit off like you know i'm like thinking shit what i gotta carry now that's funny got this dances in the heart so so uh you already plugged all your projects um aside from what was that that goal that you had before the end of the year um, the website. Yeah, my website yeah. for the most part. But it's also, I mean, it's not just my website. It's, it's, so the reason why I want to launch my website is because it means that I've participated in experiences that make me happy. Told you, it's the Chimerical Adventures, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just change the name of the site. It's like, yeah. Joy's Chimerical no. Adventures. You know, Holy I mean, moly. it should just be Chimerical.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I wonder if that's a thing. Yeah, we're on to something. Yeah. Because it's unreal. <laughs> So, uh, where, Joy, where can people find you on um, IG or Facebook? Yeah, or you can follow me on Instagram. I want to say my Instagram is, um, so it's InstaJoy with two Ys. Okay. That's I what I think. Sure. That's two Ys. Yeah. InstaJoy. If it's not two Ys, it's three Ys, but I doubt it, so I think it's two Ys. I think it might be two. Yeah. And then if you're interested in, you know, jewelry or getting jewelry for free, that's my that's Instagram like my jewelry Instagram is in my bio and then if you have any questions you can just message me about that did you is that did you make that ring also um I didn't make well so as a stylist I sort of just sell the products I don't oh, okay. necessarily like make it but we do like engravings and things like that mm. so then you know you just dang that's a boss ring I, I rock that as a pinky yeah, ring you he, know he's you you got different he's me and gold have uh, special relationships so. yeah so if y'all are into jewelry hit up Joy she she got the plug she <laughs> is the plug she got auto up. jewelry Jury. Jury. She got auto jury. Not grills though. Sorry. Well, is, <laughs> is there anything else you want to plug? You got your, you got you, you got your jury. Mm -hmm. You got any side IGs? Yeah. Any oh, side G's. Side G's. Side G's. Um, so another <laughs> thing that I really love to do, um, at least what I'm trying to do more of, is boxing. Ooh. Okay. And so if you ever want to box with me. Um, title Chula Vista is opening at Otay Ranch Mall, Ooh. September 10. Hey, that's close. Your first hey, it's my birthday. Yeah. Hey. Hey. We can go over your birthday. No, I'm just going to call. I mean, you know, what do you want to do today? I want to take a fitness. boxing class. <laughs> but your first class is free. I'm going to pass out on my birthday. <laughs> I mean, you could. <laughs> but yeah, your first class is free. And I always love taking people because um, it's always nice when you don't have to do things by yourself. Yeah. And so I'd love to share that with other people. And so if you want to box. It's Give a good up. way to build stamina. It I, is, especially I for dancers. Only went like twice, and it was like defeating. It's so hard because <laughs> you breathe. Like oh you gotta remember gosh. to breathe. Yeah. As like dancers, you hold your breath sometimes, but like no, you gotta breathe the whole time. You're always on your toes. Yeah. It's go exhausting. go go. But I love it. Come with me. That's It'll be fun. Sheesh. Wait. Thanks for thanks for stopping by. Thank you for inviting me. It was fun. Absolutely. And it was a chimerical experience. Hey, oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. It was chimerical experience. It was chimerical. Oh, I got hey. one in. <laughs> How many did you get in? Uh, I don't know. 
probably like six that. or seven. Yeah. How many did you I get, mean, Joy? we were just playing. Like, I, legit, I think like, I got like two or three. Yeah, like, like a solid three. Wins. Yeah. yeah, solid three. So we're going to invest in a soundboard very soon. And every time it's like, ding. Yeah. We're going to rack up the points. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? It'll be just like be DJ d Yeah. <laughs> you got that wrong. <laughs> Word. So, uh, yeah, if you guys like what we got going on, so sh- show some love. I always fuck up on that part. Show some <laughs> love. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Follow us at Crementus, C-R-E-M-E-N-T-U-S. Uh, you can follow me at Donovan.ms. You can follow me at Miguel Messina, I-I-I. Uh, you already plugged yours. Uh, thank you, Joy, no, again. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to plug it again, you know, just in case you all missed it the first time. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on. Uh, keep up the good work, honestly. like We brought you on for... X, Y, and Z, and mm. you gave us one, two, and three. Hey, oh, damn. Hey, you've been, you. just, you've been throwing bars <laughs> all podcast. Yeah, so we appreciate that 100%. Thank you. And to wrap it up, again, my name is Donovan. And this is Mikey. And I'm Joy. And we, we out. Thank you.